Social Zoom Factor, episode 180. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life Zoomed. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. The Marketing Nuts Agency helps companies transform their social and digital business from the inside out. Visit their website at www.themarketingnutswithaz.com for a client list, case studies, and some amazing free resources to get you started down the path of success. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Hope you are doing great on this Friday. And today we have one of our special Fab Five Fridays. I haven't done one of these in a while. And today you're in for an extra special treat because I'm giving you a double whammy. So I'm giving you basically two Fab five episodes in one because we're talking about Twitter automation. And so I'm going to talk to you about five fabulous best practices for automation because that's the whole question, isn't it? Should I automate? Should I not automate? So we're going to talk about what you should automate and what you should not automate when it comes to Twitter. And we're going to talk about some general social media things as well. And then the second half of the episode is around Twitter automation tools. So I'm going to share with you five, maybe a couple bonus ones of my favorite Twitter automation tools. And I'm going to tell you how I use them. Now, the thing to know when it comes to automation with social media There is no perfect right or wrong way to do this. And you need to find what works for you. And like I always say, there's no one way to do social media. The only way to do social media is the way that works for your audience, your customers, your business, your brand, and you in your life. So you need to find what works for you while hopefully not being a spammer or becoming known as a spammer. And most importantly, you always need to be thinking about your audience. And as you know, we're just coming out of a series we did on the inspiration age. 
and it was titled Welcome to the Inspiration Age. And we've been talking about how you need to make sure that you are inspiring your audience to connect with you with a goal of helping them achieve their objectives. And when you help your audience, your community online achieve their objectives, you achieve yours too. So when everything you're doing is focused on helping you inspire and connect with your audience, then the decisions that you need to make around things like, should I automate or should I not automate become really easy to answer. And, you know, one of the best things to think about is, is it going to only benefit me or is it going to also benefit my audience? So when you're making one of those tough decisions, should I automate this? Is it going to be a little spammy? You really want to think about, is that automation going to give value to your audience? Is it going to give them something they wouldn't be able to get otherwise? So let's go ahead and we're going to dig in and get started. And before we do that, I want you to know I have a ton of resources for Twitter and I will put these on the show notes page for this episode. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 180, 180, because this is episode 180. Can you believe it? And I have a Twitter persona worksheet you can go download at socialzoomfactor.com slash Twitter persona. I have all sorts of tips and tricks and strategies and best practices around building your brand on Twitter and other social networks that are out there. And I will make sure I put links to those resources and some of those best podcasts for Twitter on the show notes page. So without further ado, let's dig in. And the first thing we're talking about is the five best practices as it relates to Twitter automation. Now, number one thing that I want you to remember, you cannot automate engagement or being human, okay? So no matter how good of a tool you're using or how sneaky you may think you are with automation, you can't trick your audience into thinking that it's really you. Because the thing that is the most powerful about Twitter is that it's real time, right? It's it's one of those platforms that, that you can have real time conversation any time of the day. All right. And particularly once you start to build a quality following that's of any substantial size, there is always somebody listening to you and there's always somebody wanting to have a conversation. That's assuming that you are a person that people want to have a conversation with, because if you are not interesting offline, you're probably not going to be interesting online. And I have a ton of episodes I've done um, on the podcast about creating content to be more inspiring, to be more interesting, as well as blog posts. So check those out if that is your challenge. And before you go and start picking tools for automation, let's first talk about five of the top things that you can automate when it comes to Twitter. Number one is your tweets. Obviously, we can automate sending tweets. There's lots of tools that will do that. Second thing is we can help other people uh, automate their tweets that they're sending about us or our content. And there's tools that you can use to do that, like FeedBurner. If you have your RSS feed for your blog, um, we run ours through FeedBurner. And there are easy ways that your audience can sign up to automatically have your blog posts 
tweeted by their Twitter accounts. Did you know that? You can do that with any of our blogs. So if you love uh, the Social Zoom Factor podcast or you love our agency blog or the at pammarketingnet.com and you know you always want to share our posts with your following, all you have to do is sign up through our RSS feed and then you select that you want to have that, that post automatically tweeted. You can also automate replies and automated direct messages on Twitter as well as retweets. I highly, highly recommend you do not do this. Did you hear me? I highly recommend you do not automate replies. You do not automate direct messages. It definitely comes across as spam. I don't care how much you're trying to be real and authentic and say you're building relationships. If you are sending me an automated direct message because I follow you and you're saying, hey, come check out my Facebook page. Hey, come check out my LinkedIn. Come check out my blog. Why not connect with me first on the application that I first followed you? Why not come and say hi to me and don't automate that hello? Why don't you come have a real conversation? So I highly encourage you not to do that. You can also automate finding new people to follow. There's tools that will do that. Now, Twitter has shut down some of the API that allows that to some degree. Um, It used to be really easy for us to automate following and we would have tools that would get us anywhere from like a 38 to an 86% plus follow back ratio. But that is shut down by Twitter no longer. You can also automate thanking, acknowledging new followers. Now there's some tools that will let you do that. That's another thing that's a personal choice. I personally do not like doing that because everybody knows that it's automated. I believe in automating certain things, which you're going to hear about in the second half of this podcast when I talk about the tools that I use. Okay. So now for best practices, make sure that you are setting goals. Number one, why are you automating? And remember, you can't automate engagement and you can't automate being human. So I want you to write down your goals. Okay. Why do you want to automate? Do you want to automate so that you can maximize your time? Do you want to automate so that you can better connect with your audience? Maybe you're only available certain hours or minutes of the day and you want to make sure you're providing relevant content out there all day and night maybe. So that could be a valid reason. And particularly if you have a global brand like we do, we tweet content at two or three in the morning. Sometimes we automate the sharing of some of that content, our content, as well as other people's content so that we can connect with other people across the globe when they are up, not when they're sleeping because they're obviously not reading tweets in their middle of the night. But guess what? They're reading tweets during our middle of the night. So that's where this art and science comes in. And you need to be careful of that because people will know that it is automated. So I don't think you should set up, you know, 35 tweets to go off between two and five in the morning because everybody will know that it's automated. And sometimes when I travel internationally, which I do a lot, I will be tweeting from another country and people will think that I'm asleep. And, you know, Pam, why are you tweeting? Well, I'm not asleep. I'm in Sweden this week. So it gets to be kind of humorous. But I have connected with a lot of people across the globe uh, by sharing content past midnight my time. All right. So think about why are you automating? 
tip number two is to make sure that you are crawling, walking, and running. So test the waters first, see how your audience responds and your followers respond to a little bit of automation. All right. You don't have to go out and blast a whole bunch of automated tweets and then find out that your audience hates it. So test a couple. So for example, if you're, you're automating some things during the day or at night, test a couple and see how it goes. You know, see if you get some sarcastic comments back. We're like, Pam, what are you doing tweeting at two in the morning? And so sometimes it's not worth the hassle. It's not worth it. If, if your audience is kind of going to go after you because of a certain way that you are behaving, if they're not used to that. So you're going to want to kind of dip your feet in first, test the waters and make sure it's going to work for your audience and not freak anybody out. Next best practice number three is you need to determine what are you going to automate? So you've set goals, you know your objectives, you are testing before you're just jumping in head first, and then you need to decide what are you going to automate? So are you going to automate some sharing of content? Are you going to help um, automate other people's content? Are you going to uh, figure out how and what you're going to do. Best practice number four is to be very selective with the times of day that you automate. So maximize my recommendation is the time when you are most busy. So when you are not available to tweet is a good time for you to get a couple tweets out there. So if you know during your day, you have a busy week, let's say Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you know you're tied up in an offsite meeting or with clients from eight in the morning until five at night, you're definitely, you know, I would say probably going to want to automate some some tweets to go out. So you're going to want to make sure you're sharing good content, keeping that Twitter uh, profile and feed alive, but be selective. And maybe when you wake up before you head to your meeting, you know, share some content um, during lunch break, you know, get in there and engage with people real time and then uh, schedules, you know, uh, some tweets in the morning, some tweets in the afternoon, but don't clump them all up just during one hour, spread them out over the day, which leads us into best practice number five, which is do not be a spammer. So make sure that you are not auto DMing, which we talked about on Twitter. You're not auto favoriting and make sure that you are not ever posting from Facebook to Twitter. Okay. And I think posting from Instagram to Twitter can work better if you're using a tool that makes that image look good on Twitter, which we'll talk about in the second half, but do not post from Facebook to Twitter. Everybody will know that you posted from Facebook to Twitter and the audience and the way that people engage today on Facebook versus Twitter is very, very different on Facebook. Right now we can have a longer form style of content on Twitter right now, we're limited to that 140, you know, plus or minus characters. And we know that Twitter is getting ready to expand that. They have announced that, but they have not yet. And even when they do, I think it's still going to be different the way people are going to respond to some of that longer form content on Facebook versus Twitter. So you need to make sure you know your audience and you know your platforms and you know how your audience is engaging on each of those platforms. So just because you can automate something and push it to another tool doesn't necessarily mean that you should. Okay. So just use your brain, crawl, walk, run, and don't try to automate the engagement and the human factor. 
And I know we're getting deep into some content here. We are getting ready to dig straight into my favorite, the Fab Five Twitter automation tools that I use. We need to hear a few words from our sponsors. So please give them a quick listen and I will be right back. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition. With one little tweet, email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's social zoomfactor.com slash hostgator. Do you ever feel stuck in a rut like your online business and social business isn't all that it could be? The Marketing Nuts Agency helps small businesses clear up to the Fortune 50 brands, provide clarity and vision for current and future programs. The Marketing Nuts believe in ROI-driven decision-making while still inspiring audiences with relevant content. From social business strategy and consultation, influencer marketing, to corporate training and workshops, and fully outsourced digital and social programs, the Marketing Nuts helps you prioritize your investment, impact business goals, and inspire your audience to invest in a relationship with you. To start the conversation, visit www.themarketingnuts.com with a Z.com. I'm back. All right, let's talk about these, my five favorite tools that I use for Twitter automation. One of the, and these are not in any particular order, okay? So I can't give precedence to any of them. I love all these tools. Number one is Buffer, all right? And I know I've talked about this in past podcasts, but Buffer, if you haven't looked at Buffer, and particularly if you are on a budget, maybe you can't afford like a Sprout Social, a Hootsuite Enterprise, or some of the other tools that are out there, Buffer could be perfect for you. It's also good for small, medium business, and I even know some enterprise organizations that use it for different reasons. But Buffer basically enables you to schedule content for Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, and also Pinterest. And what it does is it enables you to release them either on a schedule that you choose. So for each account, so let's say you have multiple Twitter accounts, multiple Facebook pages, um, multiple Facebook, um, your profile on that page, multiple LinkedIn, multiple Google Plus, you can set a schedule for every single one of those accounts. So maybe you only want to post to Google Plus once a day. Maybe you only want to post to Pinterest once or twice a day, but you want to post to Twitter 15 times a day and you want to post to Facebook three times a day. You can easily set that up right within Buffer and you can choose the exact times. And then as you load content in there, they have a little 
uh, widget that you can use in your browser, a little extension. And it, let's say you're on a site that you love and you know you want to share that content with the world. You click your little button and then um, it'll bring up Buffer and you log into Buffer and then you can schedule it. And so it's automatically going to go to whatever platforms you choose. If you only want it to go to Twitter, it's only going to go to Twitter. If you like it so much, you want to share it on every platform, you can do that. Now, this, this is really good for people who uh, have very busy schedules and let's say you're consuming content and let's say you're a curator and you like to read awesome content out there on the web and then you like to share it with your audience. I do this a lot. However, my challenge is that I don't have time to do that all day. I have certain times during the week. I don't always even get to do that every day. So I have certain times during the week that I'm able to to consume content. I love learning. I love getting online. You'll see me late at night and early in the morning doing lots of live curation. Now, when I find a lot of different articles at one time, then I can put them into buffer. So as I'm finding them, I'll say, yes, I want it. I want to share this with my audience audiences on the different platforms. Okay. So there's different ways you can use this. You can set that schedule or you can let buffer help you analyze when your followers are most active and then you can schedule tweets at those exact times. Okay. So you can let buffer do that has some great analytics in there as well. So you can see what people are clicking, what they're liking, what content is taking off, what maybe is a dud. And then it also has some team features. So it's a good tool to let uh, your team get in there. They have the buffer uh, for business as well that you can scale up. And we have that. We do pay that. And it's definitely worth the $50 or whatever it is a month that we pay for that with the, the analytics that we get and the ability to get my team members in there. Okay. Tip number two is Hootsuite. And Hootsuite, I think, is just so easy to schedule content. And I love the mobile app from Hootsuite. We use Hootsuite ourselves. Many of our clients that we service and do social media execution for uh, use Hootsuite Enterprise as well. So we're versed in that. Uh, you can upload tweets very easily into Hootsuite and you can, you know, put them in a spreadsheet and upload them. We do run into some challenges if you have certain parameters that you're trying to track to um, for measurement. There's some some wacky things there. If you're uploading and you're wanting to do a ton of measurement, it doesn't work so good all the time if you have your custom parameters. If you have those, you know what I'm talking about and you probably know the issues. If you don't, just ignore that, okay? But it can be challenging for that, but you can easily schedule auto schedule tweets and you can do the same thing that Buffer does where you can let it pick the best time for you to schedule those. You can do that on a multiple tweet basis that you upload, or you can do it on a one-off tweet basis. And on the mobile app, you can do that as well. So even with a single tweet or on the desktop, you can take a single tweet and you can type the tweet into Hootsuite and then you can schedule it at a later time. So you can do an auto schedule for you, or you can select an exact time that that post is going to be published. Tool number three is Sprout Social. And this is another one of our favorite tools. Works very much like Hootsuite. So you can automate uh, publishing of content. You can schedule content to all of their different networks. And the, the big difference between Sprout Social and Hootsuite, okay, I, for the small, medium business, if you were looking for reporting, if you were looking for maybe a little bit 
easier to understand user interface. My opinion is Sprout Social is definitely the winner. So that's why I have both of these tools in here. We use Hootsuite with some accounts, some of our clients, and we also use Sprout Social with some of our accounts. We use Sprinkler with some accounts. We use Radiant 6 with some accounts. But many small businesses and even some of our larger clients love Sprout Social. And they love the user interface. I think the user interface is a lot more appealing to the eyes. I personally don't like where Hootsuite has went with their user interface, though I'm a huge believer in Hootsuite. I don't like that it's so white and and it's hard on the eyes and the fonts have gotten a little wacky. So if you have used Hootsuite in the past and it just didn't work with your brain, uh, I encourage you to check out Sprout Social because you can do a ton of the same things and even a little bit more at a lower cost than what you would have to purchase Hootsuite Enterprise for. And I will make sure that I put some links on the show notes page for all of these tools so you'll be able to link directly to them. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 180. And next one would be, this is like a 3.5 is TweetDeck. Okay, so TweetDeck you can get for free. You can schedule tweets with that as well. Twitter now owns it. It is a cool interface. It is dark interface. I like the user interface for it. So if you're looking for a good free option, TweetDeck may be a way to go for you. All right, tool number four is IFTTT. Yes, that's really the name of it. But it's the long name is If This Then That. So basically what IFTTT is, is it enables you to create recipes. So think about the name. If this happens, then I want to do that. Okay, so let me give you some examples. You can use buffer to share your latest Feedly sources, okay? So let's say you have signed up on Feedly, which I love, where you have all your favorite blogs coming into a reader. You can automatically set up a list where you have buffer sharing those feeds. So any new blog posts that are published on a specific blog, you could automatically share those. I would be careful with that with spam and you may want to set up, make sure you are curating those very carefully and you're not pushing out too much. Another example would be you could post images from Instagram directly to Twitter. Now you're thinking, well, Pam, I can do that anyway, directly through the Instagram user interface. Yes, you can. You can load an image to Instagram and you can select the tweet option and it's automatically going to tweet it for you. Did you, did you know that when you do that though, the image is not viewed like an image inside of the Twitter window. So yes, you can view that image very easily if you are utilizing Hootsuite, um, it will still show those images most of the time um, when you scroll down, but on my mobile app. But if you were on a native Twitter interface, you are not going to be able to see that image. So if you're posting that from Instagram, obviously you want people to be able to see the image. Okay. So IFTTT enables you to post an image from Instagram to Twitter as an image. Okay. It takes that image and it posts it as an image. So that right there is worth to me taking a look at if this, then that. You can also automatically do things like save Instagram photos to Dropbox. You can add um, a post photo from Facebook page to your Google Plus page automatically. And there are tons of what they call recipes that are automatically, that are already set up by other people. So it's recipes that are set up that, that just work. 
or you can set up your own. So I encourage you to just go take a look at the IFTTT site. You can link to it from our show notes page and just start playing around with it, right? Connect your Twitter account and then see what else you can do with it and look at the different social networks that you use and think about how you might wanna automate some things. So if you find yourself posting a specific type of content to one network and then you're duplicating that on other networks, you're taking that same piece of content, this is a great tool for you to look at and see if you can just do it automatically because you're not even going to have to go schedule it into like a buffer or another app. It's going to do it for you automatically. So for example, if I post an image to Instagram, I have IFTTT recently set up. So now any Instagram image that I have posted on Instagram is automatically going to be sent to Twitter as an image. And I can also add a requirement that it includes a certain hashtag, which I will probably be doing very soon because I may not want to put every single image on Twitter. Tool number five is Triber. And I know I talked about this on a past podcast. I will make sure I link to it from the show notes page. But Triber is a platform that enables you, bottom line, to connect with other like minds. So people that have some of the same interests as you, as well as find and curate amazing content, okay? So it works similar to Buffer. Think about how I explain Buffer, where you can do things in a schedule, right, automatically, and you can post to some of your different platforms. However, the thing with Triber is you're going to have a feed tied into that that are going to be people you know and love. So you can join other people's tribes. That's why it's called Triber. You can join other people's tribes and then you will see their content. So when you sign up for Triber, you, um, load in your your RSS feed or you can have more than one RSS feed and then every tribe that you're in, you can attach an RSS feed to that. So basically you're tapping into the power of other people's content and other people's community, which we talk a lot about on this podcast, the OPC baby, not to be confused with OPP song. You know that. I've sung that song to you in a couple different episodes, so you should know it by heart by now. But basically Triber in enables you to find good content, to curate good content, to pay it forward, to help other people and expose other people's content to your audience, to new people. And it helps you tap into the power of the OPC because then other people will also share your content if they find it inspiring and they think it's going to help their audience. Okay. So when you log into Triber, once you're signed up, then you will see a whole list and pages of feed of content that then you can choose if you want to share that with your content. You can share that with your audience. You can review it and then you can select share and then it's going to go out at whatever schedule you set. Okay. So it's a great way to save time with some automation, maybe with some of the people that are in your community, in your tribe that you're already sharing content with. If you're on Triber, I encourage you to come connect with me, come find me. Uh, you can see I have one of the most powerful tribes on Twitter, on Triber called Social Nuts. So come check that out. It's a great tribe to follow if you're looking for good content to share. But I really love Dino and Dan who started Triber. They are good 
people that came up with the idea on the back of a napkin at Dunkin' Donuts, I believe. So power to them and what they're doing as a startup and founders of a, a really cool tech company that is providing a lot of value to many people. So there you have it in a nutshell. I gave you advice on five different types of content that you can automate. I gave you five best practices for automation. And I gave you five of my favorite tools for automation. So there you have it. Fab Five Friday in a nutshell. I hope that this podcast has provided you value. I thank you so much for listening with us today. Check out the show notes page. Come join us on our Twitter chat, Get Real Chat, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Tweet you there. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.